Oh my gosh, you guys. We've got some stuff to talk about. So let's let's talk about it. Again, one day I'm going to hire someone for an intro. That day is just not today. I've got a lot of stuff I want to buy. And you, you want it's going to happen. Don't worry. And I'm also going to set up to get a better cover photo because I kind of like it, but I don't really like it. So cool things are coming. Um, I should probably just stop talking about it until I actually do it and then just have it happen all organically. But again, whatever. So let's talk about the Dear Evan Hansen trailer that came out. I'm excited. So everyone's given Ben Platt lots of grief because Ben Platt is older than his high school co-stars, which I agree with. Okay, I agree that... Ben Platt does look old because he is older than them. I think what would have been smart for the movie is if they had had Ben Platt, because I do think Ben Platt should be playing the role of Evan Hansen because he was like, he. I think he was, he was like a creator in the process. I think he helped write some of the music or the storyline, something. He was like deeply, deeply, deeply involved with the process of creating Evan Han Dear Evan Hansen. So like Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you can create this amazing show, then you do get to deserve, you you deserve to be the the main character. Maybe not, no hate at Lin, no hate at Lin, because we do like him here, but maybe he, maybe you're not the best singer, Lin, but you know, you wrote Hamilton, so of course you get to be Hamilton. I get it. Don't, if, if I'm writing my own musical, of course I'm going to be front and center. Am I good at singing? No. Am I good at acting? No, but I created something really, really cool and awesome, so I do get to be the main star. I get it, Lin, and I get it, um, Ben. However, so, while Ben Platt should be Evan Hansen, as I definitely agree with, I think they should have just aged up all the other co-stars. I think they all should have been around Ben's age or whatnot and just playing, you know, the 16, 15, 17, 18-year-olds that they are. I think, I mean, TV shows do it all the time. Like, look at Teen Wolf. Like, oh, yeah, we're really going to think Tyler Posey is a I don't know. How old was he? Was he like a freshman at Beacon Hills? Maybe a sophomore at Beacon Hills? Do y'all remember Teen Wolf? I loved Teen Wolf. But it was one of those teen dramas that obviously their actors are 25 years old playing 15. So I get it. So why don't we just do that with Evan Hansen? I don't understand why we couldn't have the 30, 28 year olds, all of them. I, I don't see why we couldn't just place them in, you know, high school outfits and a high school building and say like, oh, these are high schoolers, you know, and just have the audience suspend their belief because that way Ben Platt wouldn't be sticking out like a sore thumb that he is. Also, hair. I don't know why they went with that hair choice. Whereas, as you could see, Evan Hansen's character just has I don't normal hair. Is that fair to say? He, he is not. Let, let's, let's bring up a picture real fast. Okay, right now I'm looking at Broadway version, Ben Platt. He's got his little hair. That's a hair I've seen all around high school. I've seen it up in on the Provo Boys in Utah. Like, that's a normal hairstyle. That's normal. Whereas if we turn here to page 364, movie Ben Platt. Let's look up movie 
Dear Evan Hansen movie. He... <laughs> Why does he look like that? Why did they make it? Why did they do that? Why? Why didn't they... They gave him... I've seen it before, but I just... I haven't seen it in a while, I guess. Why did they... Why did they put... I mean, I've seen that hair on high schoolers, too, but, like... I don't know what they did to Ben Platt. It, maybe this is just a photo of him. But it looks like they just gave him a new face. I mean, definitely like Michael Sierra. That's his name. Definitely a cross between them. Why did they do that to his hair? I think he could have had a more clean cut hairstyle like in the Broadway play. But I guess I don't know if Ben Ben Platt's hair doesn't do that anymore. So they just stuck a stuck a curly mop on his head. I don't know. I, I, I like, look at this, guys. I wish I could show you it through. I'll post it on the, on the, fa on the Facebook, on the Instagram page. But, but like, no, I mean, he's really cute, but it also just looks like they put like plus prosthetics on him to kind of age him down. I have no idea what they did. I don't understand why we couldn't have just aged up everyone else. And when I say aged up, I mean the actors, just age up the actors, have the actors be around Ben's age and then audience, you know, make believe. That's what art is. Sometimes you do that, suspend your disbelief. Um, but again, I'm excited for it. I, I guess that's what I'm really getting at is I'm excited for the Dear Evan Hansen movie. It will probably make me cry a hundred percent. And I heard it has a more quote unquote satisfactory ending. So I hope everything I think oh man, something I saw about Evan Hansen is people were like, Oh, Evan, you know, was this jerk I saw this on Twitter. I saw this verbatim. This man said a seventeen year old Evan not getting off the hook as easy. I hope the movie I hope the movie doesn't let him get off the hook, if that makes sense. Um which I kind of think Evan was already, quote unquote, I guess, punished enough. Um, I don't know. I guess I've only really watched the beginning bootleg. Ver I've only bootlegged Evan's beginning and ending. I guess I never really paid attention to the middle because I knew it was making it would make me sad. So maybe I'm, I'm just talking out of my butt and I don't know the full story, but I kind of thought the years that passed, Zoe kind of forgave him, but that's her. I think she's always been shown as a character that had much more strength and care and than most of the characters around her. But that could just be me just misinterpreting everything. I don't know. I'm also dumb. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I don't, dissect things so intensely now we're gonna talk about something else um so I broke my rule I broke my rule and I know I know I broke it you guys I have a rule on Twitter and slash all social media that you don't engage in fights like people are just really trying to mess with you if you get in a fight with them over the internet like I I, I done it before and didn't turn out, I mean, it was just stupid. It's just you going, like, in, it's literally just you going in circles if you argue with someone on the internet. However, I broke that rule and I did it this guy. This time, okay, let me tell you. Some man tweeted, I'm a quote, y'all marrying a woman that won't take your last name. 
And I just kind of said briefly, I didn't mean to like start up anything. I just said, I haven't taken my husband's last name and we are very happy, which we are. And I just haven't taken it. And it's a little bit of laziness and a little bit of feminism. Can't, I, I don't know which one it is. It's a little bit of both. It's equal grounding. But however, that was not an okay thing to do. So really what, <laughs> what someone said is two years is a very short time to determine that strength, the viability of a u- any union. Name change strengthens bonds, ties two people together in unique relationships. Good luck. And then I said, well, I don't necessarily believe that statement. I'm glad you found peace in a name change. And Mama Bear says, I've been married for 22 years, have four children, and lived through many challenges as an individual. There is wisdom and experience, lived knowledge. Perhaps not all traditions must be torn down for the sake of tearing them down. And I say, (laughs) I say, I can't even believe this lady. Still not sure how that relates to a name change, but whatever floats your boat. I'm not against tradition. I just don't believe it needs to be a part of everyone's life if they don't want it. She says, I think eventually you may find name change toward creating cohesive family unit is not a small thing after all. There may have been several comments, married, happy without name change, and all of those are very young and new. I mean, good luck. And then I said... And there are plenty of people on here that have taken last names and have had divorce after 22 year plus years. One ingredient might not work for everyone. And that's just life. Good luck to you, too. Because, again, just because something works for your marriage or your relationship does not mean it will work for everyone's relationship. Such as I know I know a very successful couple who are polyamorous and they've been polyamorous for like. I want to say five years, maybe seven years. And they're, they've been together five, seven years. I don't know. It's, it's something, but they have each other. And sometimes again, they just are polyamorous with people and that works for their relationship. So who am I to judge? Why, why would I care? Then I've seen people who again have, had their struggles and relationships that have been there for years and years and years. But my favorite, and this is what I think I'm going to make a t-shirt of. My favorite part is when this man says, when I hear this, I imagine you as his legal girlfriend instead of wife. So that's what I am, guys. I am a legal girlfriend, and that makes me the most excited I have ever been. And honestly, I would rather be called legal girlfriend over wifey or hubby people use that unironically i see it's mostly utah girls but i mean if if you're in your area and lots of girls use it like you know tell me send me a dm tell me girls unironically say i really love my hubby and the last six months of our marriage has just been absolutely perfect cloud nine with my beautiful hubby constantly I think hubby is such a disgusting word. So why and wifey. I see girls with the t-shirt wifey over my dead body. Would you ever see me in anything with the printed wifey on it? I think that's so 
gross it makes my skin crawl i like bride bride makes sense groom makes sense but wifey and husby make me a legal girlfriend any day over wifey please i'll tell you my response to him because i mean i mean i make a better legal girlfriend than wife i suppose which i probably do and he likes that i don't know maybe we're friends are we friends now me and this guy but that was my Twitter beef. I didn't mean to start it, but it, I did. And I guess everyone's got their own opinions, which is shocking, I know. And another thing, on the, the reason I commented is because it was so misogynistic, all of that. I just, I really couldn't stand by. So I, I did figure I should say something, and I'm glad I did. And my other favorite thing is men who are voting say are not married. And if you're not married or in the process of getting married, engaged, whatever, I don't think you really know what you want in a person, if that makes sense. I think you say like, oh, if 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 I'm getting married, me and my spouse are never going to move all the way to Canada. Then you get married and a person says, hey, I want to go live in the backwoods of Canada. And again, you're married to this person. You love this person. You say, OK, yeah, we're going to do it. Sometimes marriage surprises you or just being in a relationship really just surprises you and makes you do things that you as a single person wouldn't think about doing unless you had that other partner there to help nudge you into a different zone than you're used to. So all these misogynistic men saying they would never marry a woman if she wouldn't take her last name clearly aren't in relationships because there's no way that's a key factor in many relationships, many normal, healthy 2021 relationships. Like that, that's not a thing people worry about anymore. Okay, so let's get on to what my tweet about Emma, my little sister. So yesterday I tweeted out, I still think about how since my parents wouldn't allow my little sister to play Sims, she instead catfished a real human. And here's the story behind that. So my parent, my parents weren't like strict on what we could like watch and not watch. Like they were pretty like fluid with whatever we wanted to do. I mean, obviously, like more me and Emma were just kind of more age appropriate. We st- stood around that ground. We didn't really want to break any unspoken rules so I mean we we kept it pretty clean however Emma wanted to play sims and while sims isn't bad Emma wanted babies on the sims my little sister is Emma in case you didn't know (laughs) Emma wanted babies on the sims and for this in this particular version in order to have babies your sims needed to have sex or as it was on the button the uh woohoo and my parents didn't like that because Emma was nine so so it made her pretty upset so my sister went over to her friend's house and her friend's like oh well we can play like a version of club penguin over here my sister's like heck yeah that sounds fun so they're playing um what my little sister thinks is like a, a club penguin but with like human character human avatars like they got to make a little avatar it was her and her friend sharing an account they made a little avatar and they like walked around the square or whatever little did she know it was actually like a club penguin for adults so adult so these were like real people trying to 
date one another. So there was one guy in particular that Emma and her friend talked to a bit. It was all over text at first because they're like, oh, this is just some kind of robot or whatever. This is part of the game. But when my sister, I think her friend fully knew what was going on, but I don't think I don't think my sister really knew that it was an adult-ish dating site. So how she learned, though, is the guy called them. And when he called them, they they immediately they turn off the camera of the screen. They, they're freaking out. They're quiet. And they hear a man's voice saying, hello, hello, hello. And I think her friend said, oh, the camera's broken. We can't see each other. So they talked to this guy for like prior to him calling the they talked to him for months and months and months. And how they got rid of him was they killed off their avatar. They literally killed off their character. They just said, hi, this is like this is Stacy, the owner of this count. My older sister died in a car accident in a car accident like catfishing 101. If if a person cannot view you face to face like FaceTime or webcam catfish first that's first step second step is they have cancer or they die in a car crash and then third step is them going on catfish the tv show so they totally and this guy apparently like wrote a long email saying how much he loved this avatar i have no idea what her friend was saying to the guy but in the end it was just super weird and creepy <laughs> and i and I talked to Emma, again, my little sister, the other day because I was like, remember when you did that? And she said, yeah, my parents wouldn't let me play Sims. So the parents wouldn't let me play Sims. So I had to use a different outlet. Okay, so let's get into your work horror stories. I'll start with mine. I have only two I can really think of. Uh, One being I used to work in a movie theater and I am at work. And the boss comes in and says, hey, you and this other female co-worker need to go into the women's restroom because there's something's going on. And we say, oh, OK, we go in and immediately you can just smell human feces everywhere. We go in and we turn the corner in one of the the big like a uh, handicap stall. Feces everywhere. Panties on the ground poop smeared wall floor everywhere so we back out and we we quarantine the place off we are putting tape no enter signs we just say no one bother us for the for a while so we had to go in and all we had mind you were cloths and like cloth rags and rubber gloves and a spray bottle. So we are fighting feces with a spray bottle, a sanitizing spray bottle. So we're squirting at it and we're trying to like keep our distance and it was just so nasty. It took up uh, it took us a good hour to clean it up because we had to keep taking breaks to get air because of the smell it was just nauseating and we're we're spraying it. We're trying to we're throwing the rags at it, trying not to touch any of the rags either. And at the very end, I remember me and her, we went to her boss and we said, that took so long. Can we go home now? And they let us go. And as we walked out, we were like, well, 
I don't know what to say to you because we were just exhausted. I, she was like, there's nothing to say to each other. And then we just walked off in separate directions. Traumatizing. Now, my second horror story is pretty recently is I'm at work. And as we know, I work in the hotel industry. So at my particular one, um, I see a police car show up and I'm snoopy. So I go around to coworkers and like, hey, does anyone know what's going on in the police car? No, I don't. Oh, no, I don't. Finally, I get an answer from one of the front desk attendants. And she says, a woman is trying to check in and she has two kids and the police are looking for her. So that is the most exciting thing that has ever happened to me. So I go and I run and gossip to all the other coworkers and the ones who came here there earlier to start their shift, like around like the 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m. shift. They all say, wait, that lady that's been in the lobby for hours, she's still there. And I say, yeah, she's still there. And the police are looking for her. So then I have to go and do the things that I got to do for the day, continuing my work day. And, but I'm always peeking out the window, trying to look into the lobby, see what's going on. And it's not until an ambulance and a fire truck comes out. I go to my boss and I say, hey, boss, um, could you go check this out? He says, yes, and he books it out. So I'm watching. And I'm still watching. And then finally, I see a cop carry a little girl to the ambulance. But like carrying her, like, you know, you carry a five-year-old, you know, then I see the woman who's been sitting in the lobby for hours coming out on a stretcher and that's been strapped down too. I guess, I don't know, maybe stretchers are always strapped down. I don't remember. But I was so shook. And then let's fast forward. So that was crazy. Fast forward a little later, I am talking to my coworker that works in the lobby and she says, oh yeah, after she was taken, that lady was taken to the hospital. She came back via taxi to check in to the hotel no so what we kind of know and ever since then the police have been coming every day she's been at the um hotel the police have been coming to check on her so we think it's like a domestic dispute of some sort we're still getting it but that's my kind of horror stories but here are some of yours and (laughs) one of my favorites is um, I asked, what are your work horror stories? And she says, going in, which A plus. And I got a lot from teachers. And this particular teacher friend said, a kid threw a shoe at me and hit me in the head this year. That sounds awful. I don't know what kind of classroom she teaches, but if it was a normal classroom, straight to the principal with you, kid. At 12 a.m. while we were working, a man punched a- out a window we had to keep working. Ah! <laughs> no, I would be so terrified because if he punched out a window, I'm imagining him like repeatedly. He didn't like she didn't. I mean, he didn't say it was like a punching out a window with a fist or with a with like a with like a utility. Right. And you would say that, too. Oh, he punched out a window with using a chair. No, it says he punched out a window, which means he used his fist, which means he's just repeatedly hitting this window. 
repeatedly and you just have to sit there and watch and work and then the glass shatters which as we know is a nightmare and they had to keep working nightmare (laughs) who does that i mean well drugs but still (laughs) another one was a kid came at me with scissors intending to stab me why do so many kids want to stab people And then (laughs) had to call a parent and talk about how their third grader hasn't been wearing underwear, which I I don't know how I would even address that to begin with. I guess I'm not a teacher or I'm not in the business of knowing kids and their developmental stages, but I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, um, hi, Mrs. Brown, um, Johnny here doesn't wear underwear and I, he kind of needs to, uh, 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 what do you, I don't even know how, what, what do you, how, I, I don't know what you would say. I, I don't, I don't even know how I would address that situation. So kudos to teachers. I wish we paid them more because again, they're, they're literally on the front lines. <laughs> they are taking lots for the team. And then my other one. Another one was my friend called and told me about this, but he was also working at a movie theater and he said, this is, um, a couple came up to him. There are four couples in the story and couple number one came up to them and said, couple number two is in our seats. So he goes, it's in the middle of a quiet place. So the entire theater is basically silent. Um, and the movie has been going. So he goes and tells couple number two hey you guys are in the couple number one spot and number two says well number a couple number three is in our spot so we took this spot so he rolls his eyes goes to number three and says hey you are in this couple seat you gotta move and they said no there's a couple in our seats rolls his eyes again goes to couple number four and says you guys are in someone's seats you need to move and they roll their eyes and make a big fit and say why that's ridiculous they're just seats why can't we have these seats and he says these are assigned seats I don't know if you've been to a movie theater in the past seven years but movie theaters now have like luxury quote-unquote quote-unquote luxury seatings but assigned seatings they're they're assigned now you are in the spot you pick when you pick your movie tickets and you point to the screen you are in d3 and d2 so he's arguing with this couple in the middle of a movie going on saying you guys these are reserved seatings you really need to get up so in the end he finally got it up but with much hardship the final story is also from the same friend who called me and i this is horrific again he's at a movie theater And he's cleaning up after a movie and there's this big pool of red and he thinks it's a slushy, like a red slushy or or icy. So he starts cleaning it. But while he's cleaning it, a woman has gone up to the concessions with a huge gap like bleeding profusely asking for a band-aid because she had cut herself somehow reclining the chair one way or another 
and she had bled all over the <laughs> chair during the movie. So the managers run in to tell him to stop cleaning. And just as my friend, he's cleaning his ice slushy, but he's noticing it's kind of thick and red. And that's when he notices, realizes it's human blood. So he stops. And at that moment, the manager comes in and says, hey, stop cleaning. And he obviously that's what you do. Stop cleaning. Um, he didn't really say how they cleaned up human blood but he said um just throughout the day the managers kept asking him if he felt okay because you know human blood and diseases and things like that gosh that was a lot for this episode you guys i'm glad we did this i think there are just too many people that have access to twitter when i'm dictator of the world i'm gonna take away some of those rights and I think kids who try to stab teachers should be dealt with swiftly and get punished to the extent they need to be punished. And we should pay teachers more. And we should always be nice to people in customer service. That's that's my TED Talk for the week. Thank you all for participating. And thank you for just listening. And I'm happy you're here. And I love you. And I'll see y'all. Well, I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.